Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. So today we are joined by Estelle Haekner, who is a website copywriter for EcoBrands. She combines SEO, storytelling and ethical persuasion to create sustainable website copy that helps brands attract eco-conscious customers. And I didn't do that. She wrote that because she's a fabulous copywriter. <laughs> Hello, Estelle. Welcome to the, the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're very excited to have you here. Absolutely. Yes. So do you want to ask the first question? Yes. Can you tell us all about yourself and what you do? And why, and all of those things. <laughs> yes, so uh, I'm a website copywriter, um, and my area of joy is writing website copy for environmentally conscious brands who are like genuinely trying to do good uh, for people in the planet. Um, so that mainly involves working with like smaller businesses where I can work directly with the founder. That's probably my absolute favourite way to work um, but I do also work with some like more established brands um, and that's quite fulfilling in its own way because you know I can work with them on like making sure they're not accidentally greenwashing um, making sure they're not using kind of ethically questionable tactics um, in their in their copies so um, yeah that's that's me so I have to ask then, sorry, leaping straight in there, but uh, is this a, a niche that you've always worked in? No. So I, I started as a generalist for like probably the first two and a half years um, or something. And I was working just, I was mainly working on like content. Um, so blogs and just kind of whatever was coming in. Um, but yeah, then I... Well, to, to go back a bit further, so I actually mm. had always wanted to be an environmental journalist. Oh, okay. And I did, I started working towards that, but then basically, like, journalism, just like the kind of hustle side of it, I mm. really struggled with. So even though I loved, um, I loved the work, I loved creating, like, the features and um, yeah so originally I actually wanted to be an environmental journalist um, so I um, I studied a diploma in journalism and mm. I interned at um, a couple of environment magazines um, yeah and that kind of felt like that was what I always wanted to do mm. um, and I like I loved being called like a reporter. I got to travel for the publications. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and um yeah, and I really, really loved the work. Um but the kind of I think like the pace of journalism mm. and always kind of having to be like on and looking for the next story. Um yeah, that was something I found quite tricky and actually um kind of alongside my studies I was um doing a bit of content writing as a mm -hmm. kind of like as a freelancer for this small content agency to fund myself 
and they ended up offering me a job um and I kind of yeah kind of reached this like fork where I was like do I continue um with like what I've always wanted to do so this environmental journalism um Mm. or do I go down this kind of path that I hadn't really considered but just felt instinctively more comfortable for who I am and like how Mm. I work um which is a hard choice, actually, because yeah. you know that feeling. And, and we we love we love a good instinctive choice. Yes. But I think when you've worked so hard to to do something and it, it feels like the thing that you've always wanted, and then actually the choice that feels most maybe right is not that choice. It's a really difficult decision to make. Or what? Well, I, I'm saying that in my experience, it's been difficult to make. Was it difficult? Was it a difficult fork, or was it actually you kind of followed your instinct and that was. Did it feel like really natural like to ease, go down yeah. that, that path? No, it, it was it was really hard because I hadn't been doing... I was probably at like, I was like 23 at this point, so I hadn't been mm-hmm. doing it long. And um, I kind of felt like I was just getting somewhere with what I thought I wanted to do. But it kind of came to a choice between... I don't know, you know, like, I also at this point, I didn't, I didn't like know that I was an introvert or anything like that. Uh-huh, so yeah. I didn't know why I felt so uncomfortable in these environments, uh, in these work environments. Um, I think that's an important point Can we point do a little there, cheer? Because yeah. that, yeah, I think two, we've, we've two, both been yeah, through that two as well. introverts yeah. right here as And well, it makes such yeah. a difference when you know why you feel so exhausted mm. or why you're finding certain things harder and certain things easier, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. this is the other thing, the, the being on the phone all the time, I found that really hard and like having no control mm. over... Like, cause obviously, as a copywriter, we're on the phone, but it's like scheduled. You, you can arrange and, it. Yeah, it's not just ringing yes. constantly. Yes, it's you can psych like yourself up for yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm. So um, yes, it was a really hard choice, um, and I kind of it. It almost felt like settling, but right. I and at the time that felt like a bad thing. But actually, it's like you know, it's not settling. It's just like realizing what is comfortable for you and. Um, yeah in the end it worked out great Um, and I I really enjoyed my time there Um, but so after six months of working there that company actually closed oh no so I yeah I was like oh no maybe I did make the wrong decision but I had built some really good relationships um, with the clients there and my employer very graciously recommended to them that they continue working with me if I were to go freelance. So that kind of, that's like where I started with um, as a freelance copywriter. Um, And those were the clients that I worked with for a very long time. Um, And that's kind of why I was a generalist because I was just kind of taking these clients with me from that job. so I'm interested then to find out, so how long did you sort of generalise for? Probably like two and a half years. Okay, and and then and what kind of happened from that point onwards? I mean, if, if you'd carried on generalising, do you think you would still be doing this now? Or, do, or yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Basically, I, so I did quite well with that sort of work. I did quite well with the, the general content work and I you know, built up a steady income. I had really good relationships with the clients. The work was, yeah, it was steady and it was reliable, but I just started to get quite bored. Mm. Um, and I didn't feel like I was kind of taking any control of what I was doing. I was just responding to inquiries coming in and 
um, it was like the same projects, the same clients, very, very lovely clients, but not areas that I was interested in. It was like construction or IT, mm. trade. It's like a sense of connection with what who you're writing for as well, isn't yeah. it? That you can, you can, I know you guys can turn your hand the same. I can turn my hand to any, any form of photography, but there are certain ones that I am much better at because I love yeah, it. And exactly. that sounds like this is, yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, and, and at that point as well, I had started to... I think because I, I fell into copywriting, I didn't know a huge amount about it. So at this point, I was starting to become aware that there was like quite a bit more to copywriting. There were skills that you could learn. There yeah. were, um, yeah, you know. I, 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 hands on, I, I'm, I was exactly the same because yeah. I kind of started out just writing blogs and, and stuff for my own business because I was doing wedding photography at the time mm-hmm. and then I thought well I can write this isn't so difficult this is I get it's fine no problem then learned that other people really struggle with the writing so they were like take my blogs and do them for me and then actually yeah it was actually probably a couple of years in that I suddenly went oh oh there are techniques and skills mm-hmm. I should be learning <laughs> there's a whole thing about copyright what's what's paths what's all of these other things you know <laughs> Yeah. and then starting to formula, formalise that so I, I feel quite pleased that I'm not the only person who went through that little process no definitely and like mm. I started listening to podcasts and um, you know that's how I ended up in the, the group that, the uh, copywriting group that we're part of and, mm, yes. and I think that kind of it got me thinking bigger and it got me wanting to I, like I love learning I definitely wanted to like learn new skills how to do it properly and yeah for, so just that kind of like seeing people doing different things I was like what what could I niche in and I couldn't I, I felt like I was trying to force it for quite a while mm. um and then one day I, I cannot I cannot tell you what made me think of it but one day I was just like oh my gosh like I've spent my life wanting to be an environmental journalist <laughs> How did I not realise that I could combine those two things? Environment. It's and like a little little moment. I feel like there's so many things though that I don't, now I can't think of a suitable example. But I've definitely had things where I've I've said to Sarah or to you know other business friends, like, well, you know, now now I've said those two things out loud. I cannot believe that I didn't think of them before. But yeah. actually, until they click in your head, it doesn't. It's not. It's not actually obvious and waving a flag at you, is it? So, yeah, that's it's exciting. so funny. It's so funny. It's like right in front of you the whole time, and you're mm. like, oh. Yeah. And then when you say it to other people, they're like, obviously, it wasn't <laughs> obvious to me. <laughs> I know, I know. I was, I was talking to a friend about this the other day and she was like, oh, it's just, um, it's so nice how you found a niche that's just so authentic to you. And I'm like, I just couldn't see it. Like, it's amazing yeah. that, that she thinks that. Um, and it does now. It feels like, of course, this is what I was supposed to do. done. But yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like though, so I feel like, you need to go through that process of it becoming a realization like a you know rather than like, like you say initially it was feeling quite forced so maybe actually uh, i mean i don't know what other kind of niches you were running through and thinking could i do this could i do that but then perhaps once once this one actually struck you it felt like the most natural thing in the world and there was no hesitation that that's what you wanted to do does that make does that make Mm, sense I don't know whether I'm formalizing Mm. that very well but no definitely um Um, I I think I was I was definitely just thinking I think I was thinking about niche more in terms of the type of project rather than Mm. the industry um yeah yeah and I think it's it's lovely when you when you like niche in terms of 
shared values as well you know mm. it doesn't have to be an industry so or a actually that was going to be one of my questions is that do you now find that you're writing for um a because i think niching as a as a wider concept when you see it talked about on a lot you know a lot of a lot of places do teach it as part of business um and it's great but it's very much oh you know you should be a xyz thing in xyz industry i'm guessing that having niched on values means that you still get to write for a really wide variety of types of clients just that they have this core thing that is relevant to them is that is that accurate or is I just yeah. daydreaming no yeah <laughs> no it's true and it's really lovely because it means you know you can you can, I, I get to work with people that are they would perhaps call themselves like a green business they have a green product or something but also just um businesses that are just trying they're like taking little mm. steps and they're just small businesses and they might that you know they're switching over to more eco-friendly materials they're just they're just trying and it means that you don't kind of rule rule people out because there's improvements that everyone can make mm. and that's all I'm here for really like if you're trying to get better then cool like yeah yeah. yeah but I think there's actually I think it's really important so one of my businesses is um it's new it's only a year and a bit old and it's a chocolate business and we started right from the beginning we said you know we there's we, we've called it our noble policy because we there's no we wouldn't make chocolate unless it was as as ethical and as sustainable as possible but there are also improvements to make and actually we had um so my um, professional background is also um partly in writing and uh, marketing so um and there was lots of discussion when we did it about you know um, oh do we even need to say this surely it's obvious and I was like mm. no no we do need to say it but we also need to say it in the right way so that it's approachable and like you say so we're not saying the wrong things or, or not saying the right things in the wrong way mm-hmm. and there's there's all of these so actually I think it's a really and actually I think the the I'm gonna sound really old now these days no but these days I think it is really important that those things are obvious and clear and actually a lot of people don't have even if they've got the passion for those values they don't always have the skill to put that across in their um, marketing materials on their website so I think this is a I, I don't know if I've ever actually come across I don't think I've come across anyone who's done it quite like you've described your niching before but mm. I am I am very keen on this concept because it it feels very relevant to now but it also feels like something that I think it is it is a subject that people really struggle with um yeah so yeah I'm very very intrigued <laughs> yeah for sure I mean in terms of um you're so right people kind of just think like oh well this is obvious I don't have to communicate it um but there's also you know you have to be careful that you're not um mis accidentally misleading people Mm -hmm. um Mm. and I think that's the key uh this is like one of the key things I look for when I work with people is just like let's be as transparent and honest as possible not I'm not saying you would ever try to mislead people but to just kind of like blanket say that something is green or it's or making assumptions I guess as well if you assume that people know things or think things I think that was the thing certainly that we run into and I wish I'd known you then but hey ho (laughs) now I know you so it's cool Um, and it's an opportunity to educate people as well yeah Mm. do you find yourself um kind of suggesting because obviously you've got this wide range of experience now from all your different clients and it is obviously a passion of you i mean again that thing where we're a podcast and i wish that we could um show video sometimes (laughs) because i can see her lighting up and it's just lovely (laughs) but um do you find that you are kind of not in a consultancy way but do you find that you are kind of helping people to improve along with writing about what they are already doing because you've got this does it kind of start to 
I don't I haven't phrased that very well I know I know exactly sort of know what I mean yeah Yeah. so it's starting to which is really cool um to be really honest with you it's only really been this year that I've really started to felt to feel um I don't know maybe maybe it's me like feeling more comfortable in my knowledge and my Mm -hmm. skills but yes I have started to kind of adopt that role a little bit um and it feels really good because you're like uh again I because I've been doing it a little while I sometimes make assumptions and then I'm like oh this is actually something I can point out and it's really useful because as I say no I don't think I don't think businesses try to mislead but they don't realize that what they're saying is you know it it can be questionable um And again, with like, you know, we talk a lot about um, kind of ethical copywriting tactics and things. And this very much is part of, of what I do as well. Like, um, what, what is an ethical copywriting tactic? This is not language I am super oh, I mean, I know what all the individual words mean, but it's yeah. not something I've come to come <laughs> well, up let's with still together. Explain, so but actually, I'm curious. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, so I probably shouldn't like say ethical as like an absolute because it's subjective, but mm. just... Um, mainly what it involves is not using like these pressure tactics that are kind of everywhere and um even in small ways so I'm just trying to think of something I advised on the other day oh so the client had like a um limited time offer and um they wanted to to push it and but they didn't specify how limited time that offer was if that makes sense okay yeah yeah. so yeah, I you know just a small change like saying just pop in when this offer is going to end because then mm. people don't feel like like uh, they're doing it because rushed. they don't know yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like because like I mean urgency yes I mean scarcity is a known yes. it's a proven tactic in mm. copywriting isn't it and so. actually scarcity for someone like me who is really bad at making decisions can be a very good way of making me like decide whether or not I'm going to buy the thing because yes. but I, I agree I really like there's um there's a thing and I'm wondering if it's linked now and I'll try and find the link I'm now going to bumble through not knowing what the link is I think it is something like ethical marketing alliance or something I think and they are also trying to get people to sign up it's on my list to look at this year actually um to use things oh, like round ethical figures. move it might be it might be I've got it saved but I can't I don't want to while we're chatting but um and it's it's about the, the one of the key things i took away because i i'm in, um, active in quite a lot well, i've been active online in um, online kind of business communities for about 12 years and it has got worse it's definitely got worse over the years i guess as there's more people doing it um but they're saying use things like round figures so round figures in your marketing in your pricing don't don't try it it's, it's basically it's 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 a, a balance against sleazy sales tactics mm-hmm. and it sounds very much like what you've just described so um which is kind of what i thought when i saw it written down and i was like maybe, maybe i'll just check in case i'm <laughs> but no i think that sounds really good and actually it's because people will, will buy what they need and what they want it's exactly. just a case of not pressurizing and actually you don't want people do you we don't want as business owners or certainly i don't want i don't want people who feel that they've been kind of tricked into buying something because that's not my vibe at all so yeah this is really sure. lovely i like this a lot it's mm, just okay. as well just um making sure that people have all the information that they need to make an informed decision so yes. if yeah. if you need urgency to buy something that's totally cool but just so long as you're aware that i don't know it, it don't take away people's like right to choose whether they want to buy it now or they might think about it for a day by tomorrow 
Uh, just so they know I, the deadline. I actually said yeah. to you the other day, it was because uh, I, I, I'm one of these people, you probably oh, do you the same thing, Estelle, where you sign up for all these different mailing lists to see what people's... Um, like how they write and what their tactics are like you know I am one of those I have so many emails it's unbelievable (laughs) but I was reading through one the other day actually by by someone that I actually really respected you know sort of reading all of their their sales copy and they they really struck a nerve with suddenly using this scarcity tactic but in a it didn't it felt pushy Mm. and as soon as it felt pushy I I switched off into even though I I was never ever really going to be their client I was I'd sign up to the mailing list because I wanted to to see what you know what they were doing that for me it was just like a big flick switch switch off you know why would I want to buy from this person when I feel like I'm being shoved into you know into making a purchase from Mm. them so it's yeah it's definitely something that comes and actually I mean I know obviously you know we are all in that I think all business owners I think we we do view emails and things with um and actually I'm sure as copywriters you guys do it even more than the rest of us um (laughs) but I view it with a healthy amount of a healthy amount of cynicism yeah because I know what goes into that from the yeah. other side but actually i think for it to elicit comment means that that was badly judged wasn't it that one so yeah mm. Mm. i i'm going right back to a, a question i wanted to ask earlier actually but then you started talking about lots of very interesting <laughs> things so <laughs> it's okay it's fine don't don't ever apologize for that um it, it was a when you were talking about that moment of finding your niche and I really w- I want to come 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 back to that a little bit and ask you how did that feel when you when you realised that was your that was the niche that you that you wanted to work in. Um, it felt like it it felt like just I don't know. It sounds so cheesy. I was about to say anything is possible. <laughs> you are allowed to do cheese you are allowed you to do cheese how... and actually it's not that's probably true like... that is how it felt because I at that stage was like I felt so stuck and I felt like nothing I I, I didn't feel like I could go anywhere from where I was mm. because there was no I, I just was not interested in learning more about the industries that I was already yeah. writing for and when when this clicked not only did I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to like love the work. I also thought I actually could kind of make a difference with this because um, I will be getting to work with these um, companies that are, are doing their best to make a difference. And that felt really good. But also just like the whole excitement around like developing a new, a new brand and actually like really enjoying that side of it because before that I had a website and it was just so functional you know it was just Mm. I can't even explain it whereas when I found that size said it it all I was gonna say if it feels (laughs) meh and exactly. I have had clients similarly where they've said, oh, I really want photos. And I'm like, dude, you really don't because actually all the photos in the world are not going to make you tell people about your work because you yeah. hate your website and you mm. don't, you're not doing, you're not connected with what you really want to be doing. That that meh feeling was very, very clear from your side. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's it though, the connection, the connection to it. And it's almost like, uh, it when you find like a kind of purpose that's beyond just the work that you're doing it it kind of guides every decision that you make Mm. and it was just so exciting like it it took me a while to get it off the ground you know I I was it's been about two and a half years since I did that Mm -hmm. um but I think I was just kind of I don't know actually whether there was much of a eco community when I first started so I probably did fly kind of 
just lay low a little bit um, while I was... I don't know, I feel like maybe you blazed the way, do a mm. bit a little bit of trailblazing there, possibly. I, ca- I kind of wish that... I kind of wish that I had been a bit more visible in those days, but, um, yeah, I, I almost feel like I kind of had to go away and do the work and figure out what it was for myself. Mm. And now I'm like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just kind of happy to talk about it a bit more and like show up in that space and, um, yeah. Excellent. I also have another question on the back of that though. Yeah. So to, talking about niching specifically, because obviously that's a really big thing we're always told, isn't it? Find a niche, find a niche. Yeah. And I've, and a lot of people are really reluctant to niche down because they feel like it's going to limit them. But when you talk about niching there, it sounds like it did the opposite of limiting you. It felt like it completely opened things up for you. Like I get a real sense of like freedom almost from what you were talking about there. Do, yeah. Is that is that kind of how it felt, or that's it, you know? yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. yeah, I think when you find your your people as well, mm. um, and you realise that it is a valid niche because you can find communities of people that are not necessarily doing the same thing, but you have complementary skills, and mm. there's um, a business community, you know, linked to the area that you're interested in. Um, it does not feel restricted at all and in fact mm. I don't I don't know if it's like part of the introvert personality or something but just kind of having uh the focus and simplifying everything down so that you I don't know you can like really hone your process you can hone how you talk to people so that you mm. feel well for me anyway I feel a lot more confident when I'm uh when I can talk in this space and about you know, specifically website cooperating now because that's the the kind of project I chose. Mm. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel limited. But I get I why feel- it's scary. Like it it is scary to think like, but I'm ruling people out. But you're not ruling mm. anyone out because they can still come and work with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. do you know what I think I find most interesting about that is that you said um, earlier on that you kind of it felt a bit forced, and you? And I think actually what might be the case is that a lot of people are choose like looking at a list of niches and choosing one rather than finding one that really feels aligned and it feels like for what, what you're saying now about it kind of opening everything up I can see that with because you found something that really aligns with you and your own values and actually your values from way back from when you sort of first started um training for you know writing at all I think if you looked at a list of niches and went yeah right I'll do that one probably not going to be quite the same Mm. so this is I think this is a really useful lesson for um anyone who well anyone at any stage of business but certainly anyone who's still kind of trying to figure out who's listening and figuring out what what that is um did you do anything particular to find you said you know you you had that kind of realization one day but had you been kind of working around that topic or were you just kind of letting it percolate and did, did you have any specific I don't know journaling or anything that you did to to kind of bring that together when you were feeling a bit with the previous generalist work um no I don't I don't think I I don't think I did to be honest but I kind of just I really um kind of started to just tune into what I was enjoying um um yeah I really just started to tune into kind of what I was uh enjoying both in business and um outside of business I should mention as well that at this point I had moved from London to 
the Isle of Jura in Scotland. So I was um, kind of surrounded by nature. Surrounded by nature in a way I hadn't been before, and I, oh, I don't know. That might have had something to do with it. <laughs> if it's like directly in front of me, whereas I'd been detached from it for a little while, living in London, mm. because it was around that time that I did find my find my niche. So mm. um, it feels like it kind of gen- yeah. like gently was, fell yeah, into yeah, place, no, wasn't it? Yeah. I, was just, I was just curious if there was anything that kind of prompted it, but actually, I think. Um, I think, I think nature is not overly prevalent in London. So that's... Sometimes, though, isn't it a bit like... It's a, it kind of reminds me a little bit... Have you ever read Big Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? <gasps> yes, I have. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of that, the, yeah. the inspiration thing where she tells the story about the woman with the, the, the idea of racing across the fields yes, towards her yeah, and she has to run up her. Yeah. It feels a little bit like maybe that's kind of how it came through. It just came through you. Because I know you talked to us about how finding your niche really opened up your creativity as well yeah. it just it, it brought that because because it just felt like you were I'm sorry I'm getting all excited no it's fine now. I was going to say this, this is feeling like a really good lead it's very dancey it? isn't it like this it is, is very yeah, yeah. also I think do you know what I think is really funny I've just been looking at us all on the screen and we we definitely both move around when we are normally talking yes. but because we're both here when she moves I move I'm really sorry if that's distracting I'm also trying you. not to hit you so it's <laughs> lovely um, so this feels like a really good lead into our most exciting our favourite question do you have yes. a favourite question you go for it what was your what has been your most glorious moment in this journey so far Aha. Um, so I, I can't pinpoint a single moment, but um, I would say it's been the start of this year because it's just, so I, yeah, as I said, it's been about two and a half years since I started, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, writing in this niche. And I have, I don't know why, I've just been really... Um, not wanting to be visible at all like even on like Mm. coaching calls (laughs) um which are so comfortable and you know no pressure attached to them but I would just sit there and I'd be like hoping no one talked to me and um really like struggling with that side of things struggling with like uh talking to clients and stuff like I always wanted to be on email um not really like worrying about the calls and stuff and then this year again something I can't explain has happened (laughs) and I'm just I just feel ready now to like get visible and I've been putting myself out there and people have been reciprocating and it's so lovely and it's so like validating and Mm -hmm. I've also found a really incredible uh eco community through like Facebook groups and stuff and it's just so amazing like we do weekly things so I get to talk to um kind of like you know people in all different types of roles so like website designers branding um even people with shops and things and it's just so nice we all have the same interests and it's really validating and it's just mm-hmm. yeah there's something so magical isn't there about finding people who yes. kind of think the same way even if they're not doing the same as what you're doing yeah. they think the same way as you it is a real like I will say kindred spirits and that does sound cheesy, but that's no, that's how it feels. That's how, like. it, feels. That is yeah. how mm. it feels, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's an excellent answer. I, I like, like that. that. That's good. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, um, we are say we are all here for the introversion as well. Definitely, it's uh, you are not alone yeah. in this. Yeah, it's it's and it's hard to to run like say run a run a business where you know you kind of need to put yourself out there, yeah. but finding ways that work with your introversion is is definitely the way and that don't drain your energy so that you've done all the kind of consults and whatever and then you don't actually have any energy left to do the actual work Mm. because that that i think is the 
the great challenge of introverts work introverts in business yeah, isn't it for sure like also just the the like disruption and the kind of yeah not being able to like I found it so helpful having days where I just don't have other distractions and you just do the work because like you said if if you're doing like calls and things and you come away and that's when you need to do your work there's just nothing left there is no energy left Mm. um so yeah I think I've been playing around with the idea of just having like Tuesday morning so I just do all my calls or something so that yeah Yeah. gets the rest and then have Tuesday afternoon walking out in the wonderful or scenery sleeping. that you have Laying outside. Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. Too, Nothing on yeah. the beach. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to, can I, I'll have to ask the, oh, the yeah. other question, sorry. won't I? Yeah. So, <laughs> Not sorry at all. <laughs> I usually get her to do it, but it's fine. So well, um, normally, obviously it's lovely to talk about all the good stuff in your business, talking about glorious moments and all of those things. But we also like to try and talk about the struggles as well, because we feel mm-hmm. like people don't always talk about that stuff. So would you be open to sharing with us with uh, something that you've really struggled with with your business? I feel like you may have already just told us about that, but carry on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So one is definitely um, like confidence around being visible, um, Mm. you know, perhaps a bit of social anxiety playing in there as well. Um, But another, another thing that I have struggled with and continue to struggle with is like overcomplicating things. Ah, um, Hi. I'm just gonna just dive under the. Can I? Can I just hide while you guys talk about this? Yeah, yeah. that'd be fab. <laughs> it's, some, it's something I only realised recently, um, and I just—it's not not to do with my work. My work, I'm I'm pretty good at being very like, you know, this is the process, and mm. this is what you get. That's cool. But just in terms of everything else, I, it's just um, feeling that you have to to do everything and give everything to everything, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So like, for example, I was writing a blog post this week and it, it's like, this can be very simple. Like you just, I, I don't know, just thinking that you need to reinvent the wheel every time. And then I end up just spending every hour that's available on that one thing and mm-hmm. then just being exhausted. Does sound like you, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is Estelle's moment. Shush, I'm just going to hide. You are not alone, Estelle, because I know exactly. <laughs> I know not. someone who is exactly like that. I, do you know though? I think, especially. I mean, you, you've been you've been running your business now for what, five plus years, haven't you? Yeah, so it's, it's got to be about number. five years. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's probably something. It's probably quite common in people, especially who are like early in their business, mm. because you feel like you have to give, give, give mm. lots of things, and over overthinking is definitely something we all do isn't it you know it's a... I also wonder if there's something there and I don't I don't know if this is something you would agree with but I think for me it, it's like balancing that there's a weird sense of guilt that sneaks in there so it's almost as if we're doing something we love even if it is like you say you know doing your own website or I mean I, I overcomplicate everything from logistics <laughs> to everything but it's like well if I find it easy am I allowed to do that is it allowed yes. to be easy and it is allowed to be easy but yeah. I do think there's some kind of weird conditioning somewhere where we feel like we have to make it more complicated than it is in order for it to be like worthy well, or okay easy, or something how can we charge people to do right? that right I think there's so. yeah I do think the, do you think that's I mean that might just be me being no, a widow, I, but I, that feels for me the crux of it mm. I agree yeah it has to be hard work otherwise like it can't be valuable i don't know yes. it's so which strange. is not at all the case is it it's no. really, and obviously as you've just said your, your whole this whole um kind of chat has shown us that actually you know simplifying it down to the what you do find easy and what you do find natural and what you're most passionate about actually 
makes everything easier and better and more successful when flow is better so hmm, I yeah like that's I think maybe point. like also just I don't know I I kind of I I don't know about you I always feel like it might be like um like there's limited time to do stuff like mm-hmm. as if it might be taken away or like yes mm. I, I always feel like that like I'm I'm like oh gosh I don't know this year I have to do this because I'm not even thinking why it just feels like there's like a time limit it's that pressure isn't it you're putting on yourself and yeah I wonder if that is more of a because I definitely had that when I very first so I've I've run businesses for a really long time but I quit my job four four years ago to do it full-time and I feel like in the very first year my I think I still to some extent I don't know if you still have this but to some extent I still feel like this but it's definitely got better but in that first year it was very much like well I better do everything all at once because otherwise when I run out of money and go back to work (laughs) which obviously was not something that's not something that has happened it's not something that I intend to happen um but that was I feel like that was the the voice in the back of my head was like oh you've got like a year off do everything in this year otherwise and I feel like that does plague us a little bit it's good to be aware of it though yeah really good to be aware of it so yeah thank you for raising that, that is, that's, do you know, uh, yeah that's a really good one really I don't good think anyone's ever really raised that as a as a no. struggle before so it's quite but I would say it's something about. that actually we've talked like we haven't no one's articulated it in the way mm. you just have but it's definitely something that more more than us more yeah, than just oh, us absolutely. struggle with mm. yeah. oh, it's really good to yeah. know that it's like not just me. knowing you're not alone is always a big part of this definitely yeah, yes that, that was one of the reasons we decided to make this podcast as well because mm. we thought if we were feeling this way then surely other, other people, people must be as well yeah. so mm. yeah so that actually that kind of leads me on to i really want to ask this question yep. then um sort of looking back on the, the all, all these years of, of, of work that you've been doing what would you uh wish that you'd known at the very start of this journey that you now know I think I wish I'd known that uh, the decision I'd made was viable. So I think I wish I'd have um, just kind of like got stuck in a bit more and kind of uh, gone with it because it felt so right, but I did hold Mm. myself back because um, I'm not sure why. Maybe I just as I said like I, I don't think I'd found like my my people and I kind of felt like uh no one was really doing it I wasn't sure if is this like is this a thing and in fact I for quite a while I actually had my messaging as like eco and wellness and I did that because um I didn't I didn't think eco was like a thing in itself mm-hmm. um and yeah, I kind of, kind of wish I hadn't done that because I think it was like diluting um, the messaging. But saying that, saying that, I think I also needed that time to uh, figure it out for myself and do the work. Um, so yeah, I I I think now now that I've kind of like discovered that oh my gosh, there is like this kind of thriving eco community and perhaps it has only really been the past couple of years that this has come about mm. um but now that I have discovered it I kind of think like gosh I could have I could have really gone for this a lot earlier mm. <laughs> but maybe it's that actually now is 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 the time you know yes. the time that you've been doing it is the time the right time for it 
Um, yes. And I think there's also to, to flip, because I, I also very much identify with that feeling of, oh, I should have done X, Y, Z. But I think to flip that, actually having the time to evolve means that you're probably in a better place than if you'd set out to do it right at the beginning. Because yeah. you're a product of all that's gone before, whether that's good or bad. Um, everything that we've done before is what makes us do what we're doing now, right? We learn from those things. We learn what we want, what we don't want, how to work, how we don't want to work. Introversion. I wish that was something I'd been taught in school. That oh, made I know. the first part of my career <laughs> so much easier. Um, so yeah, I think I think maybe maybe this is just the right time, and it's definitely growing. I, I know from well from kind of business and personal interest, but certainly from from chocolate, um, it's a huge huge thing. It's a it's a massive um, massive growth area, and it's something that I think. I'm guessing your ideal clients wouldn't necessarily be businesses that are forced to, you know, change their processes because because they have to rather because they want to. But I think there are a lot of businesses who actually want to do better and don't really know how. And I feel like maybe yeah. that's a really good growth area for you. Mm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, I think it is quite surprising as well. You know, even some of the big businesses um, that you think like, oh, like historically you might think, oh, they're, they're like practices are bad for the environment and things and they've been quite surprising and some of them have come out and made some like really quite dramatic changes mm. um yeah and I think it's it's pretty exciting and just like the more people that kind of know about how they can make their businesses a bit a bit greener and stuff the better um I think there's plenty of room for like educating and there's Maybe this is why I overcomplicate everything because, like, there's so much to say. So much possibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lovely though. It's isn't it so much nicer to be spilling over with enthusiasm yes, and yes. excitement than to be kind of stuck, which yeah. is we've all experienced both of those things. So right? dry that you can't find any words to come out. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, it's much I mean, better. To, I don't yeah. think any of the three of us suffer from a lack of words, do we? That's that's not. I, the thing, I, I we? suffer from a, 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 a lack of coherent the, words. Possibly. Yeah, getting <laughs> the right words in the right order is a problem for me. Absolutely. But but it's very <laughs> flattering. That you say that because like this time last year I would not have, <laughs> you would not have been saying that if you'd have spoken to me I don't think it's been fabulous and it's been so nice to, it's, I, I, this is my favorite I mean I, I do love talking to Sarah obviously she's, I mean I have to say that she's in my house for the next three weeks but no I love talking to her she's great but it, we love meeting new people yes. and and hearing your stories like it's the best thing and, and hearing all the kind of all the twists and turns that again people don't always talk about and actually sometimes we found I don't know if this has been like that for you but sometimes you don't even really recognize all the twists and turns until someone says tell me about your whole your whole story and then mm. you do and you're like oh and it's just a really lovely reflective yeah no we've really loved really loved your story thank I've, you I've also loved having a fellow photographer or, uh, co copywriter <laughs> on here as well sorry we said words, the wrong profession. words in the right you. order <laughs> Because no, I think you're our first copywriter guest as you well. You are our so. first copywriter yes. guest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, really good. So, probably time to uh, tell us, or tell, well, tell us, tell our audience as well, tell our lovely listeners, um, tell us where we can find you, if you've got any offers coming up, anything you want to promote, anything you want to tell us about, and I will translate them all into links for the show notes. Oh, lovely, yes. Um, so, yes, you can find me at my website, which is estellehakner.com. Um, I am also on Instagram far too much. Um, <laughs> so you can find me there. It's at Estelle Hakener Copywriting. Um, and yeah, I have just uh, kind of revamped my copy health check service, um, which is like a kind of 
perfect for people that don't want to invest in a full website copywriting service but still uh, need to improve their website copy um, so it's basically an audit so I review what you already have and then give that. you kind of actionable steps that you can go away and implement yourself excellent also really good I guess for people who are testing the water if they're not sure or yes. they, they think they want to do but they're not that would that sounds like a really good uh, kind of entry to working with you just fab. yes exactly it's perfect for working out if um, you know if your copy is already pretty decent and you can just uh, tweak it yourself or if you'd prefer to work with a copywriter it's worth its weight because you're getting someone who who gets your message and is can mm. actually you know pick everything out and and even just like refining the, the copy you know mm. just making it so it's a, it's clearer and and makes more sense i think i'm it? also so. going to just drop in here given that you two are copywriters so i've written all my life i've written in fact my blog turns 18 this year it's officially an adult it's terrifying <laughs> but <laughs> people keep saying oh if you've had a baby i was like no 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 no, i'm not having a baby as well as a blog <laughs> but um as someone who you know i do write and i'm capable of writing my own stuff but actually i think for me the the kind of plug for a copywriter would be that there is something incredibly freeing about having someone else look at your work and say actually do you know what that's really good but we could just tweak this a bit someone who is on the outside so knows your business well enough because i know you guys both have onboarding processes and things for your clients but actually isn't you you're not stuck in my mm. head so you're able to look at my or your client's writing and make it better um and i i just feel like i mean I, anyone who's listening you need to try it to find out how amazing that is but it is it's really really helpful because actually you're not I think it's having someone who is that one removed and also has the skills so you know you were saying right at the beginning of this about skills that you can learn and copywriting yeah. as a as a kind of as a profession rather than just writing your own stuff mm. um I'm I'm just I'm just going to plug that that's really valuable and I think you guys should talk to both of these lovely ladies because <laughs> it's very helpful <laughs> But not don't talk about eco to me because no, no, is the expert in this, you yeah. know. But definitely no, no, not I think me. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing to um, and actually I don't think it's until you've had it and then seen the difference that you really appreciate. Not you guys, obviously, but you appreciate how much difference it makes. Mm. So. Yes, and I think it's nice as well that I think perhaps people sometimes worry that if you pass it over to a copywriter it's going to come back and it's not going to sound like you but mm. I love it when people get their copy back and they're like it sounds even more like me yes yes, yes. because yes. that is yeah that is a yeah. magical thing oh fantastic fantastic thank you so much for coming on Estelle it's been wonderful to have you on here it has is thank there anything you. else that you would like to share that we haven't covered in our wonderful trip around your world oh I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fine not that's a totally problem fine. at all thank you we, yeah, we're, yeah. I feel like I've learned loads actually I'm very very inspired so yeah thank you and um, I feel like we will just mark thank you for being our first our first guest where we are recording slightly chaotically in the same room together because that that was an experiment (laughs) I hope it's gone well and thank you for being my first podcast yeah (laughs) on that note we'll uh, We'll wrap up now thank you very much for listening guys goodbye bye Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.